everybody, this is Mo from Educast AG, and you're listening to our new podcast, Educast Interviews. In this podcast, I'm joined by ELT professionals in interviews where they suggest answers to questions and offer practical solutions to issues in language teaching and learning. In today's show, I'm joined by the ELT specialist, the author and materials writer, the teacher-trainer, Emily Bryson. Hi, Emily. How are you? Hi. Thanks so much for having me on. Great. Is everything good? Yeah, everything's great. A little bit cold here in Scotland, but otherwise all good. Lovely. So, are you ready for our questions? Yes. Great. Since our topic today is about graphic facilitation, could you please tell us more about it? What is it? So, graphic facilitation is basically using graphics to facilitate sessions, I suppose you could say. Um uh, traditionally, or if you were to go to Google, for example, or any search engine, uh, and type in graphic facilitation and then go to images, you will see lots and lots of really cool um, doodles and hand-drawn visuals which um, support people towards um, kind of ideation and strategizing. It's been used in large companies, like, for example, Microsoft or uh, Google and well, other big famous companies for and also for in architecture and design industries, engineering, things like that for many years and in big business, for example, um, to help like maybe to focus the focus business meetings and to strategize and to come up with ideas and to, to design things. So you can use it. Um, so basically a graphic facilitator came to my college and showed me some very simple ways to doodle with the class and since then I was just absolutely hooked and I knew that it would really help with language learning and it's not really new in many ways to language learning because in language learning we've been using things like graphic organizers and mind maps and and doodling as well for many years so um yeah that's kind of what graphic facilitation is using using doodles simple visuals simple iconography to um, support and facilitate discussions and get people thinking, really, and interacting with information. Quite a long definition, isn't it? Yeah, indeed. Could you please provide us with some examples of graphic facilitation? Well, so one of the one of the really popular um, templates in graphic facilitation is a roadmap. And the roadmap, the beauty of visual templates from graphic facilitation is that you can use them in so many different ways. So for example, the roadmap is basically a hill in the horizon with like a little road trailing into it. And you can either have it pointing to the left or pointing to the right. Depending on the direction that you're looking at, you can have it looking into the past or you can have it looking into the future. It's good for obviously past tenses and future tenses. It's also good for um, thinking about students' goal setting, where do they want to be, or you can use it for reflection, like where have you, how how have you developed over the last year, or maybe for teachers themselves to reflect on their own classes. 
I've used it actually on my blog, on, on my website, on my blog posts. There are, um, there's one about action research. So it's like a roadmap for planning action research projects. And there's a roadmap for planning, uh, helping students to plan out their careers as well, like a, making a five-year plan, I suppose. Um, and another common template is uh, like a mountain to signify challenges. And then this is quite good for make, helping students to think about the challenges that they face in their daily lives or the challenges that they face with studying, for example, and how they're going to overcome those challenges. And then they can maybe write some affirmations about things that they're going to do to um, help them reach the top of the mountain, which is their language learning goal, for example. So that's two uh, very common um, templates that you can use for, that you can draw out and I've, they're both available on my website if you want to check them out. So we've got one more question here. What are the benefits of graphic facilitation? There are lots of benefits of graphic facilitation. Um, so over the years, I kind of started out with, for example, the, the drawing effect was a research study by Wames and Mead, um, which found that um, people who they were basically people in this research project were giving a list of vocabulary items and some drew the items and wrote the items and then the other um the other group um just wrote the items and it was found that anyone who doodled the items uh, actually remembered more vocabulary than those who didn't so it's a great way to remember things it's a great way to help you to understand things more fully um We've been using visuals in language teaching for years to get our language points across, for example. Um, it's fun. I find that my lessons, uh, it's a great way to get learners moving around the classroom as well. So when I, graphic, when I start doodling in class or start drawing out a visual template in class, um, it gets the students up and moving. It's a bit different and I think it sticks in their brains. So I don't always get my students, I never ask my students to draw, but I will draw myself. And I often find that my students will copy my drawings into their notebooks of their own accord. And um, and because I've kind of created a safe space where they feel confident to do that. And because my doodles are so simple and so easy to copy, it's really easy for them to do that. So it helps them to understand. It helps them also to take notes and when they go home, those notes are appealing to them and they remember the classes more. So actually last week, my student, one of my students, uh, I teach ESOL literacy and for years um, I've found that some students um, um, haven't learned literacy in their first language. So those learners, uh, I struggled with for a while getting them to take notes because they couldn't um, tra write translations next to the new vocabulary. But if they have a simple doodle to copy, or if you give them a, a page of doodles that they can write the words next to, then they've got something to take home with them and study from. But actually one of my students last week, and he's not actually really an ESOL learner, he's actually probably more of an adult literacy learner because he's he's got a fluent grasp of English, but he's in my class because he wants to learn how to read and write in English. Um, and he said to me that he's been to so many language classes before or so many, he tried to learn to read and write for many years. And actually my classes have 
really helped him because of the simple drawings. They f he finds them so much more supportive than other classes. So basically it makes learning really accessible. Um, I could continue about benefits all day. I don't know how long you want me to go on. Um, it minimises prep time. So uh, there have been a few times that I've gone into class and discovered that my computer hasn't been working for whatever reason. So my lesson plan that I was relying on the computer for has, um, well, I just I need to find a plan B. And I've managed to get a whole three-hour lesson out of just a few simple drawings and templates, for example, on the whiteboard. Um, you also don't need to worry about copyright-free images. You can just draw your own images, um, so you don't need to troll the internet. And you can make them um, into exactly what you need them to be as well. It's great for concept checking, and it just—it's good for like bringing a bit of creativity into the classroom as well. It's also great for neurodiverse learners. So, for example. Um, Learners maybe with attention at deficit hyperactivity um, might um, it helps them to it, well it helps me to focus when I'm when I'm watching a webinar for example and I sketch note it I pay much more attention and focus and remember things a lot more and I think um, that, that there's studies to show that can be applied also to learners with ADHD um, because it helps them to concentrate and gives them something to do while they're um, so again, it's kind of like active learning in a way. I mean, um, also for dyslexic learners, many are very creative and they enjoy uh, a little bit of doodling or thinking about things in a, in a visual way. Uh, it can also reduce processing load. So for example, I don't know about you, but for me, um, an infographic is much more preferable than uh, reading an entire research paper. <laughs> I would much rather have words and pictures. Um, so there's lots of ways that you can reduce the processing load on your learners by um, using simple visuals and doodles. Mm -hmm. For example, like if you're doing a listening activity, you could maybe instead of having long questions for students to read and at the same time, you could just have them focus on the listening by summarizing those those questions into five icons or whatever. For example, I've got some examples of that on my courses. Obviously, there are lots and lots of benefits. So, there is so much to say about it, but how did it start with you? Oh, yeah, I've been teaching for 20 years, and I've had quite a few ups and downs and slumps in that time. And when I started with graphic facilitation, it was like a new toy to play with. And I would go into class and feel, oh, how am I going to use it today? What am I going to do? What's my whiteboard going to look like in the end of the class? And yeah, it was just brought a bit of fun in. And now I go into the classroom and I'm just can't wait to get started. One final question. What about the courses and freebies about graphic facilitation? For anybody that would like to jazz up their whiteboards and have a bit of fun. And actually, my course has been described as the nicest corner of the Internet, which which I think is quite an accolade for you know, you do a lot of professional development and it's really essay-based and learning a lot from research and and like reading lots of research studies and big heavy textbooks and there's none of that in my courses. It's all learning to uh, draw and learn to use visuals to engage learners and it's really practical and there's lots of examples of how you can bring that into your practice and and develop it over time. 
So yeah, I've got uh, two modules at the moment. So one's build your visual vocabulary, and that's where um, teachers can learn how to uh, use simple icons and draw simple icons in their classroom. And they're quite focused on English language teaching icons. So like, for example, I'll show people how to use a book, uh, draw a book for reading, for example, draw um, listening, draw speaking, draw writing, that kind of thing. And then module two is where we look at visual templates and um, visual capture sheets and graphic organizers and mind maps and things like that. And met, yeah, visual metaphors, there's a lot of metaphor in graphic facilitation. So for example, like roadmaps and hot air balloons to and mountains to um, signify, for example, challenges or um, light bulbs to signify ideas and creativity and critical thinking, that kind of thing. And yeah, my website's got a lot of freebies on it. So if you want, I've got a book for... Um, Graphic Facilitation for English Language Teaching Professionals. And um, so, which has a sample video on that from one of my courses. Um, it's also, I've also got an active meditation. So for me, um, I am not very good at doing nothing. I like to always be doing things. My brain will not be quiet. So I created this active meditation, which is basically a doodling meditation. So it's kind of a body scan meditation, but through doodling. So you draw an eye, you draw a hand, you draw a heart, you draw uh, lips, you draw, uh, what else? Basically, you draw the five senses. And then inside those five senses, you think about what can you hear, what can you see, what can you touch? And then you add your own doodles and thoughts to that. And then that whole process is like an active way of going through the body scan meditation. Uh, and the other freebie that I have at the moment is uh, this is for ESOL literacy learners or, 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 or teachers who teach uh, reading and writing to adults. And it's a story based on the Jolly Phonics syllabus. So the first day uh, of the so the sounds, and then words with those sounds. So like nip and pin and sat and things like that. And so it's basically a story that I've drawn out in video form. And then there's some activities with it which have let people access with a Word document because what I find about adult literacy for English language learners who are learning literacy is that the the classes can vary so much. Like some of them are focusing on the alphabet while others are focusing on words, while others are focusing on developing sentences. So I find that any literacy materials, it's really good that they're adaptable to that particular class. So I've made that available as a Word document for teachers to download and adapt to their own classes. I feel like there's one more. Oh, the other one is the Ecole Literacy one that I did for ELT Footprint. Um, and that's a whole load of icons based around um, Ecole Literacy. So people can copy that if they want, but they can also use it in class. And actually what's beautiful about visuals is that you can adapt them for so many different levels. So I've used that in my intermediate class and I've used it in my beginner class very effectively. So. Yeah. And there's also a whole load of sketch notes and blog posts on my website too. So if you want more information about graphic facilitation, you can check out my blog posts of videos as well and more podcasts. And join yes. my mailing list too, because I I often I like to make my mailing list. There's a lot of I send out a lot of things like photos of my whiteboards and sketch notes. I make my 
my I make my mailing list very visual and colourful, and I like to give people a bit of colour and ideas and inspiration into their inboxes, as well as discounts for my courses. That was really beneficial. Thanks, Emily, for your time. It was a real pleasure having you here today. You're welcome. I, I loved it. Thanks yeah. for having me on. So, everyone, for more information about graphic facilitation, visit www.emilybrysonelt.com. And now, we've come to the end of our show for today. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and see you in another episode. <laughs>